0: You are listening to the Sideline Sass Podcast, episode 58, College Football Schedule Reveal, part one. In this episode of the podcast, I break down the upcoming college football season with stadium traveler, Mike Barker, who has seen games at 109 out of 130 FBS stadiums. We share and compare what games we are going to this season and why. Plus, I introduce you to my photographer, partner in crime for this year, Kim Montoro, and she talks about how she got into sports photography at Clemson and which games she's excited to cover this season. But first, some housekeeping stuff. Hey guys, Emily Van Buskirk here. Welcome to the Sideline Sass Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the Sassness The Sideline Sass podcast is generally produced every two weeks just for you and the show notes can be found on the episode page at Spreaker.com. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to rate and review. Let your girl know how she's doing. If you feel like getting social as well as sassy, make sure to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Sideline Sass with three S's. Or if you're more like my mom, go ahead and like the show on Facebook. If you like what you hear and you want to see more, check out the website www.sidelinesasswith3svis.com for more sports content. And feel free to follow the sass on my personal account, at mlm, e m i l n e m on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you didn't write all that down, I got you. All those links and handles can be found in the show notes. Now, let's get sassy with some people. At. Listeners, we are back, and as promised, we are keeping the college football train rolling. I had so much fun doing podcasts about other topics, as you know. I like to incorporate all of pop culture. So we went on a competitive eating tangent. We did some music stuff. Uh, the last episode was great with the the players from Marshall and Georgia Southern talking about their country music and the NIL policy. But now we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're you know, a month away, less than I think a month away from the start. And it is time I decided to do an episode about the upcoming season from a start to finish vantage point. So today's episode is dedicated to our coverage reveal. As you guys know, Kim and I, Kim Montero, my photographer are going to be taking this season by storm as a female tandem writer photographer team. We go across the country covering games. Um, We will be joined by Joey Chestnut for some of those games for some special, you know, in-game stuff um, that we'll reveal later. But I thought as I'm typing up my schedule, I'm going to talk to somebody who also does what I do from a different um, from a different area, but same end result and actually more impressive. And I'm going to I'm going to have him on and we're going to do a schedule reveal together. So that's what this episode is. And I am excited today to be joined by Michael Barker, game traveler, stadium extraordinaire. Uh, he is at CFB Campus Tour on Twitter. He has been to 109 stadiums out of the 130 FBS and 30 out of the 128 FCS. And he is here with me today to break down our schedules week by week. Welcome to the Sideline Sass podcast, Mike.
1: Wow, Emily, thank you so much for the intro. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, you know, we're chomping at the bit. There's only 22 days, not like uh, anyone's counting. See, you you
0: are counting. I've stumbled over that. I was like, oh yeah, a month. And he's like, 22, exactly, I know.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, I have been like checking my travel schedule over and over and Southwest Airlines keeps changing my flights and I'm just playing defense against them so I'm ready to go I want to be on the plane so they can't mess with my plans anymore so so it's it's here it's almost here and I'm ready
0: that is something that we will address the travel usually in you know in years past so this is your this is your sixth year you said doing this
1: Uh, Fifth year. year. 2017 was my first year. Okay. And
0: we're going to get, I think where we'll start is five years. I mean, that's an incredible number of stadiums to to do in just five years. It's very dedicated. So why don't you give listeners um, a little synopsis of how you got into this and, and why college football and why these stadiums?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just my dad played college football. He played uh, linebacker at University Pacific. It's a small school in Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have football anymore, but they, you know, Buddy Ryan invented 46 defense there. Mike Holmgren's <laughs> from there. Pete Carroll coached there. So uh, Amos Alonzo Stagg is one of the winningest coaches in college football history. So they're all yeah. from uh, UOP. But, uh, you know, so I always had interest in, in college football. Uh, I I took a trip in 2017, and I was going to stay at uh, what's called the Stanley Hotel. Mm -hmm. It's in Lake Estes, Colorado, and it is the hotel that uh, inspired the movie The Shining with Jack Nicholson by Stephen King. And so it's supposed to be haunted, and, and, you know, they do uh, flashlight tours and all that, and so... You know, I thought, hey, let's go get spooked out for a weekend. And uh, on the way to Lake Estes, there is, uh, you know, Boulder and there's Fort Collins. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I I made a stop at uh, uh, University of Colorado toward Folsom Field, And there was a bronze uh, buffalo statue of Ralphie. And I just asked the student to take my photo kind of. To commemorate my visit yeah. and I headed up to Fort Collins and I did the same thing up there and when I was walking around campus I saw a bronze buffalo or not a buffalo a ram statue <laughs> yeah. had another student take my photo and thought man is this is kind of fun is you know do they have these statues everywhere can you just drop into the stadium anytime you want and uh, when I got back from my trip, I did some research, realized that you can, and they do have these, you know, landmarks everywhere. And so in 2017, I visited all 130 uh, Division one or FBS campuses and, and took my photo all over there. And, you know, what's the next thing after that to start uh, attending games? And so mm-hmm. for the last five games or five years, I've been trying to go to as many games as I can.
0: That's crazy. So you've actually been to all of the campuses. You just haven't attended games at all of them yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah you know. So the first year, when you do your schedule, they're all new stadiums. Right. But as you go, you know, there's only 15 Saturdays in the yeah. season typically, and so it goes slower as time go by. But I've I've been inside or on campus to every uh, school, most of them multiple times.
0: That's incredible. I mean, just, it's it's like, I always thought what I did was crazy and I was kind of one of the only ones and people were always just like, how, sometimes how do you get like three or four games in one weekend, you know? And it is like a puzzle, right? As you're putting together your schedule, you're looking at the ability to have a, a, a Wednesday or a Tuesday or a Thursday night game. How can you piece this together geographically, you know, to make it work and it's very satisfying when it comes together, is it not?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're, there's so many factors to consider. You're, can a flight make it from right. point A to point B at this time? Mm-hmm. Do I need to fly in the night before to be able to make it? Or, uh, you know, which airline services direct flights there? Or, you know, are there available tickets? Or, yes, yeah, so there's yeah. so many factors. It's on one hand, you know, it's annoying to have to dig in that much. But like you said, when you get on paper and you execute the plan mm-hmm. and it goes off without a hitch, I mean, there's nothing nothing. nothing
0: better than that it is like dialing up you know a fourth down end zone play and then it all comes together and it's like the perfect storm so
1: absolutely perfectly executed it looks like you ran it all the time and (laughs) when you called it you're like damn i hope they don't mess this up right yeah
0: exactly well i do you prefer flying or driving because are you based out of california where are you based out of
1: I'm based out of California. Okay, so, awesome.
0: So you're here as well. Same.
1: Yeah, so it's, you know, the the challenging part with, you know, going back to airlines yeah. a little bit is there, you know, you used to be able to fly from, you know, California to Atlanta You know, either nonstop or one flight, get there at 2 o'clock. But now they want to pick up extra connections. They're eliminating flights. So now you can't get there till 6. And if the game starts at 7 and you're trying to get out of Atlanta Airport, which is chaos, you can't make a game. So, yeah, there's a bunch of challenges there. But I prefer flying... Okay. Um, it's really funny because I went to a game at FIU, Florida International. Yeah. I was tailgating last year, and I was just talking to these guys that I had met previously, and I was complaining about the cost of rental cars. And this guy goes, he goes, you know what? Why don't you just use my company corporate oh code? And I was, like, I was like, what do you mean? He goes, look, I work for, and I'm not going to say the name of the right, company, of goes, course. but I work for a company, and he goes, you can just use this code, and you could get significant discounts. So right. I took out my iPhone. I did the notes. And I put in this XJ whatever code. And I didn't even do anything with it for a while. Right. And then, you know, recently, you know, car companies sold all their inventory. Now it's $200 it's a day. It's crazy
0: to, get a car. to rent a yeah. car. Yeah. It's horrible. So yeah. I went
1: onto this company's website. And I typed in a reservation. And I put in the code. And it comes back. And it said $33 a day. And I was like, oh my god. So now I'm... I'm I got that on lock. I got a secret, but I mean, I'm getting discounts on that. So any advantage you can get, especially I should mention I'm I'm self-funded right now. If anyone would like to fund me, that would be (laughs) great. Uh, But anything you can do to cut costs, flying and rental cars is always ideal. But you talked about, you know, geographically doing things. You know, if you want to hit a Wednesday game in Ohio, Thursday game in Pittsburgh and then come back and fly out of Cleveland, those types of uh, arrangements are ideal.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And we I know looking, you know, sneak peek into the schedule, I have one specific, you know, road trip that we planned out that worked out with all these games in North Carolina, so it'll be and we'll get to that, but it's one of those things where you're you're flying in somewhere, you're driving, you're driving, then you're flying back out and you have to live out of a suitcase, you have to be okay with you know, like you said, sleeping in your car or sleeping in a motel and sometimes sleeping at the airport and and that kind of life is not for everybody.
1: (laughs) No, I call it the glamour life quotes around it because, you know, uh, Everything when you show up at the game, it looks awesome. But yes. it's just like you know a sport <laughs> when you got to practice and watch film and, and go in the training room. Yeah. It's everything that you have to do. And you know, I joke, uh, you know, just from a personal perspective, I call college football dating kryptonite. That's what I call it because uh, you know, if a game gets out at eleven o'clock yep. and you got a flight at six o'clock the next morning at an airport that's two hours away. Well, what are you going to do? You're not going to go get a hotel, right. check in at midnight, stay there until three 30 drive and try to make your flight. You got to do it. And so the glamour life is, uh, looking great, doing whack-a-mole yeah. showing up at this place and everything, but there's a lot of dedication that goes into it. And, you know, when the season comes, if you're going to have this be all encompassing, it's the number one priority in your life. And, mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, where they say actions speak louder than words if you put this on the front burner just for the love of the game i mean that should show you know it speaks volumes as far as your passion for college football
0: yeah exactly i 100 percent feel that i couldn't have said it better and i'm a little nervous because i recently started dating someone and it's been about eight months but he has known off-season emily And I'm a little bit – he's great and I'm, you know, probably the best guy I could ask for in this situation. But I'm still nervous for him to see this next couple months because it's like (laughs) – It's like you can't live for anything else besides the game during the season.
1: Trust me, I get number one is, like, (laughs) you show them all the best of you, so you're like, look, okay, now you're going to with this for the next couple of minutes, (laughs) but I'll be back, you know? Uh, I joke that uh, I have the Southwest Airlines Companion Pass, right? So you can take someone for free, and I'm like, oh, maybe you don't like me, but maybe you want to fly for three of these places. (laughs) But it's hard for people to understand, but, you know, I played sports my entire life up Mm -hmm. until, you know, I was no longer, you know, they want to issue me a jersey anymore and so <laughs> but you still get that it's cool to replace that feeling that you have i mean my dad is you know he's 70 years old and he tells me his body still gets ready for a football season yeah. you know, even at his age and so we have a thing that's a season and so when you're trying to talk to somebody in your life about what you're going to be doing the next co- uh, couple months the good thing is you can provide them with an in-date, right? So yeah, at least true. you can say, hey, you know, it could be worse. You, you know, you could be a, a baseball person that covers 162 oh, games God. in spring training and postseason. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, this is only four months a year. So eight months of the year, we can do weekend trips to the cottage in the mountains or whatever, (laughs) but for four months a year we are going to games, and we are rushing it. That's the way it
0: goes. And hopefully I'm going to have him tag along to a few um, because he's such a good traveler and he he made a trip with me earlier this year, so we'll see, but uh, it's exciting and I cannot wait to get down to it. So let's turn our attention, now that people know what we're about, um, let's talk about this schedule. So we both broke it down by week, what our intentions are and your games are, um, a little bit, I would say a little bit more set than mine. Now, of course we want to preface this to people by saying that things do change. We're obviously taking into consideration, you know, what's going to happen with COVID and, you know, but we're operating on the optimistic Point of view that, that the season will go off as planned, and everyone's going to be careful and there'll be precautions. So, we're hopeful, we're, we're, we're forever hopeful in this industry. Um, yeah. mine, my schedule is a little different because I'm obviously working with a partner, and we are working a little bit with Joey Chestnut, which we're really excited about. But he has eating events, so we're going to be on the fly changing something. So, Before we get into it, I just wanted to let people know that this isn't a hundred percent set in stone, but it is a good idea of what we're looking for as we move through each week. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did the for the FCS spring season. Mm -hmm. I did a weekly broadcast or a weekly radio segment for FCS Nation Radio, and Uh we would record on Wednesday, and he would say, "What's your schedule for Friday, (laughs) Saturday?" and I would say this, and then come. Friday, the game got canceled and it would be a different one. And so, you know, we started having the same kind of disclaimers, even for a weekly spot. So we have hopes and we're putting this, you know, locking it in. Yeah, we're putting it out. you know, four days from now, it could completely change.
0: It could. And things change as the season goes along. Rankings definitely play into games and and who, you know, some games become more important than others. So um, we can keep that in mind as we go. I like how you wrote Week Zero. I just included that one in week one, but we'll go ahead and start off with week zero, August 28th. I think there's only like four games or five games that day.
1: Exactly, five Um, games. So week zero, you have to get some kind of special exemption to be able to play on it. Hawaii is always usually in week zero because of the distance yes. that they have to travel. So yeah, only a couple of t- uh, games actually take place on week zero, which is why they don't want to count it as week one. They say as week zero, which is zero is not really a number, but <laughs> they go with it.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. fair. And Hawaii yeah. is one I want to get to because Todd Graham at Hawaii is one of the most interesting things that nobody's talking about because yeah. he is one of my favorite coaches. I loved him at ASU. He's incredible and I'm so excited that he's back in the coaching world. Um, you know, even in, in I watch his wife on Facebook, we're friends. She is living it up. I mean, Penny Graham is living her best life in Hawaii, so I gotta get out there. That didn't make the list, Hawaii, but I'm looking at it for a bowl game. So we'll we'll get to that down the road. But you wanna you wanna go first here and kick off with your week zero game?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking at the schedule and you're like, which one is the least attractive, that's the one that I'm going to, which is uh, New Mexico State hosting UTEP. So, you know, we're talking about prefacing things about, you know, we're going to have to be flexible and all this. Yes. I'm I'm locked in in a lot of senses because I only have 21 stadiums left to have seen a game of all 130. So. Uh, you know, while everybody is doing certain things, like, you know, Hawaii's playing at the Rose Bowl, yeah. uh, Nebraska's playing at Illinois. Those are great games, but I've never seen a game at New Mexico State. Okay. Uh, some of these independents, it's hard to get their start times and know when they're uh, going to start. Yeah, it says uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're going to, so I'm going there. Okay. Uh, you know, New Mexico State and uh, UTEP are only, I think they're 49 miles apart, so even yeah. though they're in different states, there's a regional rivalry okay. and uh, they always are argue over um, Pistol Pete, who has the uh, (laughs) rights to it. So, you know, we got that. But I'm very happy. Actually, it's at 9.30 p.m. Eastern starting Oh, they did put it in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so go to New Mexico and go to a 1 o'clock game in August. I mean, that sounds horrible. So I'm really happy it's a night game. But that's where I'll be week zero.
0: That's awesome. I. You know what's funny is, so my dad is from New Mexico. He grew up in Santa Fe. And part of when I was younger, I always wanted to go to – um play for the Lobos. I, I always yes. wanted to play there. And my dad was like, over my dead body, are you going to go to college in New Mexico? Because he wow. grew up there. And, you know, he had his reservations, like everybody has their issues with where they grew up. But um, to me, it holds a special place. And I have yet to go to either of the New Mexico schools. So I'm going to add that to my list right now that you said that because... That's very interesting. Um, I went the other direction. I'm going to be at Southern Utah at San Jose State. Again, not the biggest looker of the group, even if you're looking UConn-Fresno State, which is kind of more interesting uh, than that. But San Jose State is the closest school to me, proximity-wise, here in Pebble Beach. So I figured I would start off easy with something nearby. I'm also very interested to see how San Jose State looks because they're having a lot of Preseason buzz around the team, so um, I don't know. I don't know a thing about Southern Utah, but I am excited to kind of dive into that game.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty. Southern Utah is FCS. I don't think. Uh, They did play a little bit in the spring. But, yeah, I mean, this should be a game where, you know, San Jose State undefeated Mountain West champions. They should definitely have this as a builder. What will be interesting, and you'll have to check out, is the progress of the stadium construction. They put down the roadside bleachers. It used to be this kind of oval-shaped hill, and uh, they (laughs) knocked it down. Uh, They were very treacherous bleachers. And uh, they knocked it down, and they're supposed to be building some kind of um, facility uh, suites, and I think it's going to take three years. So when you go there, I'm pretty sure that all the fans are going to be seated on the home side. So oh, wow. interesting
0: dynamic. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: I'll have to keep an eye out. See, that's a yeah. good tip. Very good tip. All right. So let's move. So that's our week zero. Easy, totally easy breezy does it. One game, yep. no big deal. Let's move into week one, which kicks off on the Wednesday night. UAB, Jacksonville State. Neither of us are going to that game. Um, that's fine. I went fine. there
1: last year. So <laughs> okay. The cram- I went to the Crampton Bowl, and it's you know in Montgomery. It's yeah. almost a hundred year stadium. Year old stadium. Yeah. It's very uh, historic. I have a rule. Everybody has things that I don't. I don't like when FBS and FCS plays. So interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. So like, I want to see FCS versus FBS because let's say Alabama plays the Citadel, which mm-hmm. they do, mm-hmm. and your one trip to Brian Denny Stadium is the Citadel. Well, if Alabama's up forty-one to ten in the third quarter, it's not going to be the same game experience if LSU came in there and is twenty to seventeen going into the fourth. So, um, but I, the main reason I'm not going is because I went there last year. Oh. Yeah, so and that's uh, fair.
0: And you know what's funny, from a media perspective, I actually look for those games sometimes, especially when I was starting out, because it is easier to get credentialed to a bigger school when they're playing a team that no one cares about, because, true. you know what I mean? The media is less, so then you get in, you can cover the team, you can make connections, do good stories, and then be able to come back. So it's funny, from a media standpoint, I will actually seek out those games sometimes, um, even though they're not great games and I've still found the environment. Like, I covered Georgia when they played Middle Tennessee for my first time at Sanford Stadium. And it was, you know, not a great game. Not, it wasn't sold out. But, but the atmosphere outside was still, you know, game day is game day in Athens. Right. So oh, yeah. um, I think it just depends told. on where you go. But And then we moved to Thursday. So this is the real start for us. And I think it's funny because we are going to be at the same game.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I Temple mean, Rutgers Boise is playing UCF in the G five greatest game mm-hmm. you can possibly imagine. I've been to a couple games at UCF, Rutgers. I've never been to a game there. Yep. And at Temple, it's you know. Uh, uh, was Piscataway. Piscataway. and uh, Philadelphia are very close to each other. So, yeah. uh, and Rutgers has really raised their profile with the recruiting under Graciano. Shiano. So yeah. this should be a very exciting game. I'm excited for
0: it. Yeah. Well, and honestly, we had different games on the schedule prior to this, but after speaking with Joey, um, he is going to be in, in Buffalo that weekend for some sort of food contest. So we decided to, do this Temple Wreckers game because it'll be proximity-wise for him easier and the girl that I'm going to be covering with Kim she lives in New Jersey so yeah it, yeah, it ends up working out for us and it's going to be the first game on the Joey Chestnut tour of um, of the college football eating team that we're trying to build for him so it's going to be wow. yeah excited. and it's great that you'll be there because you'll get to see kind of the beginning of this and you know how it pans out but I'm excited because Greg Sciano spoke at Big Ten Media Day and he was just such a, an energy and a presence. And I feel bad, you know, that he, he didn't really get the, the first year that he wanted, you know? And so I'm excited to see this really start off with fans. And, and as for Temple, their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator are good friends of mine. Um, You know, Jeff Knowles and and Mike Yaremovich. I did a big story on them. Their high school um, and Pee Wee football teammates, they grew up together, wow. they played peewee together, they played high school together, and they coached together um, in small ball before going to NC State and then ending up at Temple. So That's amazing. Yeah, their story is incredible. So I'm, you know, they had a bit of a down year. They had some exodus with guys leaving, but I think this is going to be a good warm-up game um, for both these teams and for us. So
1: Absolutely.
0: I think it's funny we ended up at the same game. So that Thursday, September 2nd, Temple at Rutgers. On the list. Then we move to Friday, September 3rd. And who do you have for that game?
1: So we talked about proximity Mm -hmm. and regional. I'm going to three games that are all within driving distance (laughs) of each other. So the Friday game is I've been there before, but it's hard to pass up a Virginia Tech Blacksburg game. And they got North Carolina top 10, 15 team in there. Um, You know, I'm there for it. That's awesome. And
0: North Carolina is one of those. I never bought in. I still haven't yet. Um, but I'm curious to see what they do because people get very high on them, you know, and they get excited about specifically the offense. So, um, I've never been to Blacksburg, so that's on the list of things I've heard great things. So I'm jealous. I'm going to, I think I'm going to be taking that third off now. I was originally going to go to Michigan state at Northwestern love going up to, uh, to Northwestern. I love taking yeah. the train up there. It's awesome. Um, but It looks like Kim is going to be joining me for our Saturday game, which she wasn't originally. So, because she's currently shooting for the Yankees. So she's like crazy busy. But, um, so I think we're going to just take Friday and fly to our Saturday destination. So we are going to, I'm going to skip Friday, but Saturday, September 4th, we're going to be at Oklahoma at Tulane, which I'm so excited about. A lot of friends with the Green Wave. I've been covering them for a while. And to see a team like Oklahoma come in um, you know, the excitement that the guys have for this, it's, it's going to be unreal. And honestly, I think we might see an upset. And I know that's crazy. It sounds crazy. But Tulane is a very good team. Their quarterback has improved. Their offense is incredible. And I'm excited. So we're going to be covering that game.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Yolman Stadium yes. is places that I've been. It is, I don't know how to explain it, but it's so, the in, the setting is so intimate. You feel like you're, if you sit on the second level, mm-hmm. on, uh, the opposite of the press box, you feel like you're literally on top yes. of the game. And I know there was a lot of top people are like, wait, Oklahoma, are they going to, are they going to play this game at like the Superdome or, or you know, like <laughs> we need this off campus. The fact that they got Oklahoma to come on campus, I mean, even if, even if there's 40% Oklahoma fans, this is still going to be an incredible event. So, so uh, you picked a very good one.
0: And you're going to be seeing one of my favorite teams. Yeah. So, you know,
1: I tried to go to Navy-BYU game last year. They didn't let any fans in. You know, yeah. uh, Military Academy is a little more strict. So uh, the only game that Saturday, it's a new stadium for me, is Marshall at Navy. Nice. And it could be, I mean, it's, that's a great G5 match. Oh, my so, God.
0: Uh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the Navy Stadium is very, I mean, they have a bowl game there. Mm -hmm. It's very, very highly um, respected, so uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one.
0: That's going to be so fun. I love the Thundering Herd, and they're so fired up for that game, so it's going to be good. And then there's two more games this weekend. You're going to be going somewhere on Sunday as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to, you know, uh, Florida State, Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, you can't really beat that. Last year, I did everything I could not to go to Florida State (laughs) last year because I knew this was on a Sunday. I didn't want to burn a Saturday. But, you know, there was a game I remember they had against Clemson where literally they were warming up on the field and then they canceled the game. So it all worked out. I'm ready for this. And, uh, you know, I haven't been (laughs) – the last time I was at Florida State, I did a campus visit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It rained like you know what. And I had a rental car, and I had no idea where I parked. (laughs) And it was getting soaked. And I went to the campus phone and said, I'm lost. Can you help me? And a police officer comes up to me at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and says, has he been drinking? Do you not know where your car is? I was like, I've never been here. It's a rainstorm. I don't remember what my rental car looks like. But if you drive me around with my little clicker, it will beep when we get next to it. That's so true. I'm ready to redeem myself down there in Tallahassee. <laughs>
0: That's exciting. I love what Mike Norvell has put together there. He's one of my favorite college coaches. And I love the culture that that he's instituted there. So that game is going to be one of the must-watch of the weekend, just from a and, pure and, football standpoint as well. And so. how about
1: Mackenzie Milton coming back from his I knee injury? I know. In it's
0: main. crazy. Everybody loves Him and that story, it's going to be such a great... It's going to be incredible, so I'm jealous of that. And then neither of us going to that Monday Louisville Ole Miss game, which... I don't really know that I'm that excited for anyway. So
1: yeah, I mean it's a neutral site game. Yeah. you know I'd rather have it be at Bot Hemingway, but uh, I went to the SEC championship last year uh, after that Coastal Louisiana game got mm. canceled. So I mean, cool. You want to go to that that stadium and check it out? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly home instead of uh,
0: <laughs> trying to battle that. Yeah, exactly. Totally. All right, let's move on to week two. Mine is a little simpler, so I'm gonna start with your first date you're doing friday september 10th this is a game i actually looked at and because you know it's on my list and um i'm excited to get out there i'm just not going to do it this weekend but because we have a whole weekend planned for week two in somewhere else but your game kansas at coastal carolina that's going to be really interesting
1: Yeah, you know, last year uh, I went to a game at Kansas State, and it was at 1, and then Coastal was playing at Kansas at Mm 7. And they weren't allowing fans, but I drove there anywhere. I know a couple of people with Coastal, and I was thinking maybe I could get in. (laughs) Well, I didn't, and there's a hill that uh, you can look into Memorial Stadium. So I watched about a quarter of the game from the hill, and it was like like torture. So (laughs) so, this will be fun. You know, Coastal obviously raised their profile. Uh, Kansas yeah. is a you know, they're, I mean, they're a P five, yeah. you know, kind of. So, uh, you know, and that experience <laughs> for Coastal, they're they're ready for. It. So, I'm excited about that one. Coastal is playing another home game on a Thursday, I think. Uh, later in the season. So if you can't make that one, you might be able to make the the, the other one.
0: Yeah, definitely going to try because they have become one of my new favorite things on Twitter. I had recently tweeted out about, you know, I, teams that are fun to coaches that have fun and somebody had mentioned them and then all of a sudden Coastal that Football is following me. Oh, yeah, that was you. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're all like, all these guys are following me. So... I'm excited to dig into their, their culture. I actually interviewed Willie Korn last season about having a freshman quarterback. I never got to finish the story because the season kind of unraveled for some people. So the story never made it. But um, he was a great interview, and I'm excited to get back around that program. Um, so it should be fun. It's it is, They're fun to watch.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So then you go ahead. We move to September 11th, the Saturday, and you've got a doubleheader. So I'm going to go first. The whole reason for week two that we're having is I'm going down to L.A. Um, Kim and I will be going down. My uncle is hosting my dad and his fraternity brothers, who are like my uncles, They every year choose a game of Stanford's away and they go to it together. It's like a boys weekend. Um, So this year they're doing Stanford at USC and my uncle lives down. He has a house down on Balboa Island. So we're all going down there for the weekend and Kim and I will cover that game. Not a super interesting game from a national standpoint, but Stanford USC is a very big rivalry within the conference. um, And this year is interesting because USC has such a strong team and Stanford's coming off. Two four win seasons, um, which is the worst they've had in, in a long time. Plus, you know, they lost Davis Mills to the NFL, and USC has Keaton Slovis, uh, you know, under center. So it's gonna be, I think USC is gonna, gonna run the, the table on him, but it's always a crazy game when you see those two play. So we're excited about that. People probably are a little less excited than
1: we well, are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, USC is always that. If, if there's a hope on the West Coast, I mean, it's either Oregon right. or USC. So, you know, if they have a, you know, Keaton is coming back, if they get off to a 3 4 no start, I mean, they're going to run right up the rankings. So you'll be able to get a preview. Maybe Stanford, you know, they, I mean, remember Stanford beat that, the Jim Harbaugh beat that team with the biggest spread back yep, in the day. Yes, so that was Tavita capable.
0: Pritchard. That was, exactly. oh, I love that.
1: They're capable. So you'll get a preview to see, you know, how, how they look. Uh, coming out at the beginning of the season. Yeah.
0: Well, you're also – so you're doing two games that day, and you're doing two Pac-12 games, which we love to see. So which ones are you going to?
1: Actually, Big Ten. Oh, Big uh,
0: Ten. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to fly in and hit a noon game at Columbus, uh, Ohio State, Oregon, probably the biggest game on my
0: schedule. Well, but Um, they're Pac-12 opponents.
1: Pac-12 opponents, correct. There we go. So, yes. Um, And and, uh, so that's at noon. And then there's an eight o'clock game at Michigan for Washington. Last year, I was supposed to go to Washington hosting Michigan. That game, when they made it only conference games, that game got eliminated. But uh, there's an eight hour gap between kickoffs. Games go three hours. It's a three something hour drive (laughs) from Columbus to Ann Arbor. So I was literally going to go and put like Craigslist ads. I need like somebody to pick me up in the Columbus parking lot on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. weave me through the parking lot, get me to my car at a Walmart parking lot, two miles away and then drive up to Ann Arbor to try to cut time. But <laughs> it's all, it's all fun. You want to make stories, but to hit a home game of Ohio state and Michigan in the same day, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: salivating. I mean, so that's yeah, that's going to be incredible. Those were two games. I definitely looked at as again, big, big games you want to be at, but like we talked about before, sometimes it's not always the biggest games, for us, coverage-wise. Um, so we're kind of sacrificing that to do this weekend because it is right. about the experience. You know, we get to be with my, my dad and spend time with his fraternity brothers and people that lived through the Stanford football era. So we're excited. Right. But that's the contrast in what we're doing right there. I love that.
1: <laughs> well, I can't do a campus stop if I'm going to be in Columbus for like four and a half hours. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> you got to just You just do what you can, yeah. Come back and, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: All right. Let's move through this. We're, we are, we're, we're on week three. We're going to try yeah. and move through. Um, we're all right. Go faster. I mean, it's hard. I like <laughs> yeah, talking. Yeah, it's all good. No, but yeah. All right. So let's look week three here. You have, uh, we both you have want to just run through the entire weekend of week three. You want to do that? Yeah, I guess. Like, instead yeah. of just doing it day by day.
1: I mean, if we want to just
0: knock it out a little bit. Yeah, quicker. go for it. Go. Let's right. do yours.
1: So, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, you know I put an emphasis on new FCS stadiums you know what do you do when you accomplish a goal I'm about to at the end of the year have 130 out of 130 30. FBS schools well what do you do you, you know you celebrate or no you move the goalposts and you have to do things that are harder right so <laughs> now it's like well why don't you do FCS so uh, the the SWAC moved three games uh, to ESPNU on a Thursday three consecutive mm. weeks so Alabama A&M who won the uh, HBCU bachelor championship last year I went to the game at Jackson where they beat UA uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff and then uh, Bethune-Cookman is a new entrant along with Florida A&M into the SWAC and so they're hosting a a Thursday game I'm going to take a quick flight up to uh, Illinois for a Big Ten matchup on a Friday versus Maryland yeah Uh, and then I um, want to go check out UNLV. Yeah, Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, apparently the Raiders play there, I yep. guess, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that UNLV is the marquee team that plays in Allegiant Stadium, and I'm saying that facetiously, <laughs> but yes. uh, I'm there for UNLV, and to play well, Iowa State, I mean, they're a top-10 team, so yeah. that should be a
2: great matchup.
0: That's exciting, and honestly, I want to get out to UNLV this season, excited about what Coach Arroyo is doing, and, and they have a really great staff um, who, you know, their SID mark is incredible. So that's a great game to pick. We are doing a little differently. Um, we're going to do Ohio at Louisiana that Thursday night. Uh, and this this weekend is one where we're not – this is still in the works. So Thursday, you know, I've been wanting to get out to the Raging Cajuns. They've been great on Twitter. I've worked with their – um, recruiting guy a little bit on on pushing some things out for them and and getting up there, but they were they they caught a lot of you know camera time last season, so definitely want to get out and check that out. And then Friday, I it's a toss up. We're looking at UCF at Louisville. I love going to Louisville. It's one of my favorite favorite places to cover football. They have a stadium DJ who is incredible. He was the one that started my whole series about stadium DJs, and his story is so funny because. He got picked out at a club by Charlie Strong, who was in the club listening to him, came up to him and said, I want you to be my football stadium DJ. Wow. And that's like an that's unreal awesome. story. Yeah. Wow. So I, I hate passing that up, but the Maryland-Illinois game that you talked about is something that we're looking at as well, because that is a, a Big Ten matchup, and I want to see what... The new coach in Illinois is going to be doing, you know, or I guess newish, you know, returning. Brett Belima. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never say true. his. Illinois. Belima. I love Brett, and I interviewed him, you know, at the Big Ten media day, but I told him, I said, I always butcher your name. So
1: I kind of just mumbled through it. Right
0: yeah, there, so like Brett like, Belima. There we go. <laughs> so. That's a good game. So maybe we'll be seeing you on Friday. Not sure. And then Saturday, you know, obviously you look at the Alabama Florida game. That's going to be yeah. very interesting. I love covering it. Florida. My best friend from college is the SID there, so I love going out to the swamp. I was at the LSU game last year at Florida when they Ooh. upset them. The shoe game. Shoe Yes. Game. Yeah. Very crazy. So, but then we have you know Tulane at Ole Miss. I've been to Ole Miss before, but Tulane is one of my sweetheart teams. Um, One of my buddies is a tight end there, so I, I try and go to as many games of theirs as I can. And then I also have that Iowa State at UNLV because same reason. I want to check out Allegiant. I want to see what UNLV is up to. So we may be seeing a little bit of each other that weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) well, you know, uh, Louisiana, honestly, I mean, if you look at all the G5 schools and you look at their schedule, I mean, they play at Texas in week one last year. They beat Iowa State at Iowa State. They have a profile of a team that if they run the table, they will be the highest ranked G5 school. So you'll get to see that. You know, if you go to the UCF Louisville, UCF fans travel really well. Yes, they do. And then the Alabama-Florida, what always is exciting about that in the regular season, it was the same thing as Georgia-Alabama last year. The West and the East only match up like every six years. So, um, you know, if you get a chance to see Alabama at Florida, you might want to, you know, take advantage of that. So yeah. whatever you choose, you're, you're set up very well. We're
0: in good hands that week. So that is week three. Okay, let's move on to week four. You've got four games in week four, so and we've got three. So why don't you start off with your four games that weekend? Yeah,
1: so Thursday, as I mentioned, more SWAC. So Al- Alcorn State, who took the uh, fall off, they didn't play. Uh, they're defending SWAC champions from 2019. So uh, they're there, you know, even though Alabama A&M won, they didn't go through Alcorn. So they're playing at Pine Bluff mm-hmm.
0: uh, on,
1: a, on a Thursday. Friday, I mean, Harvard Stadium. And, yeah, I mean, I've been yeah. there before. I mean, I, I sat and watched this Sunday morning uh, workout boot camp, people watching running bleachers, and I was fascinated <laughs> by it. So that place is, is awesome. And then, you know, another historic place going to Army. Oh, I have seen Point. a game there. Yeah. And uh, then... A Sunday game uh, is at uh, uh, Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. Mississippi Valley State is going to host Southern. So that's going to be three FCS games wow. and one uh, one game at Army, which is independent. So yeah. a little bit off the grid, but three of the four will be new stadiums for me. and And, you know, that's what I'm trying to
0: accomplish. Yeah, that's a big weekend for your list for sure. Um, Army is incredible that's probably one of my top venues that I've ever covered I love the stadium there is incredible and the view of the river that's my header on Twitter is looking out over that because I that's such a great you'll love that it just gives you chills like from the leapfrogs coming in, you know, they they do the drop off and the parachuting the stadium. It's just, you'll have a great time. So
1: I went there a couple of years ago and, you know, it just did a visit. And, yeah. You know, they do a background check and everything. <laughs>
2: and oh, yeah. Just,
1: they <laughs> tore my rental car up. I'm like, I don't have anything, you know? So, it, it yeah, I'm ready for a little more casual encounter. So. Well, their
0: COVID precautions are pretty strict. So that was the first game I covered last year during the COVID season. And they I had to go through their how like their um, practice facility to do all these checkpoints before you even get into the stadium and there was no fans. It was only the cadets. Uh, so yeah, it was crazy. Hopefully it's a little more lax, but they're going to be the, probably the most stringent of the ones that you see, like when you went to Navy. So, or yeah, when you right. were trying to go to Navy. Exactly. Um, all right. So week four, Kim and I are going on a crazy road trip and we're going to be joined by our friend Savannah who used to work at Marshall and is also a woman in sports industry. Lady. And so we're starting off um, this was her idea. She wanted to go to Marshall at App State. We were at the App State Marshall game last year when Marshall upset them. It was a great App game. State,
1: y- App State uh, yeah, upset Marshall. Right.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Marshall beat App State at Marshall. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy because coming in, you know, Appalachian was like the team favored, you know, highly ranked. And Marshall just came in and and laid it down on him. I remember. Yeah. And it was a big, like, these teams remember it. So everyone's been saying that we have to go to Boone. So we are going to be driving up to Boone to check it out. I've heard it's incredible. I'm very excited for the optics of this game, um, and then we're gonna make it a whole North Carolina weekend. We're gonna head to Middle Tennessee at Charlotte on Friday, and then head to Clemson at NC State on Saturday. So. Um, both it's those awesome. games, yeah, the MTSU Charlotte's classic Conference USA game. Um, I've known you know Rick Stock so a long time. I love the Blue Raiders, and then Kim actually went to Clemson and used to shoot for their football team. So we have a very good connection with Clemson, and I've been wanting to go to NC State. It's one of the teams I've yet to cover or go to their stadium, so I'm excited to check it out. <laughs>
1: And I call Appalachian State Kid Brewer. I call it Field of Dreams. Yeah, kind of just out, there. out of the mountainside with the and you know I mean I've I've been there a few times. If you ever want to get lost in your mind, that's a place to just take in the elements. So uh, very very well set up for you guys. I think it's going
0: to that's be, gonna be a fun one. I'm excited. All right, then we get into week five. I'm just going to go on record as saying I have no game on week five. I am attending a friend's wedding. Which there are very few things that would make me (laughs) give up a weekend of college football, but this is very dear friends of mine who I have known since they started dating through their engagement and everything. They're very close friends. So Chase and I will be going down to LA for a wedding and that will be... Week five is a week off for me. So you've got three games. What have you got on tap for week five?
1: I don't have any friends that are getting married, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so so uh, the third game in the, the SWAC Thursday, so uh, Prairie View hosting Arkansas Pine Bluff. Arkansas Pine Bluff won the uh, SWAC West last year, So uh, and it will be my first time at Prairie View. Uh, my birthday is October 1st, oh. and I get to go to uh, Franklin Field, which uh, their pen is playing Dartmouth, and if you Ooh. you know study NFL history, Vince Lombardi only has one playoff loss as a Green Bay Packer coach, and it was the 1960 NFL championship at the Eagles, which was played in Franklin Field. So, okay. uh, cool historical venue, yeah. and then. October 2nd, UAB is opening a brand-new stadium in downtown Birmingham, a protective stadium. So, you know, they have played in Legion Field. They gave the football program the death penalty. They brought it back. (laughs) They've won Conference USA, and now they have a brand-new downtown stadium. I uh, hopped the fence and snuck in and and had a— uh, a fake uh, construction helmet. I went there a couple months ago and walked around and took photos and I just saw some finished photos. So uh, UAB has that neutral site game opening. We talked about September 1st against the Crampton Bowl and then they have three straight row games. So this will be their first home game on week five of the season to open up a new stadium. So uh, I have a rule that if there's a new stadium, I'm going to the opener. So we'll be
0: in Birmingham. That's crazy. That's awesome. Liberty UAB. I'm not a big UAB hype person. I know everybody get, every year is like, you know, they're the truth. But
1: I if think you that's like Marshall, then that makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, Exactly right. I'm I've never quite gotten the UAB. I saw them play Miami last year in the first game and was not impressed. Now, granted, was that, it's that game. Oh, you were Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's fun. So that is the first game. I did a big story on uh, Jose Borgalis, their kicker. Okay, and his brother I mean. is now the kicker in Miami. And so I interviewed his brother and his mother who go to all his games, and um, that was such a fun game to watch, you know, to see Derek King and what he was going to do. And I was just unimpressed with, with UAB and, and Spencer Brown in that game. But, again, it's Miami, so I guess, yes. you know, not what they're used to. But um, I think that's going to be fun. All right, so that is week five for us. let us. I think, honestly, at this point we're going to have to – Split this into two halves. <laughs> um, so what we'll do is let's finish up. Let's get through week six or seven. What do you think?
1: Whatever you want.
0: Let's do week seven. We'll get. We'll do two more weeks and then we'll we'll stop and we'll do a part two because you know why rush college football talk. Um, so let's do week six. Uh, we both have some. Okay. Yeah, we got some games on here. So we're looking. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start it out with Thursday because we're looking. We're both going to be at the Coastal Carolina Arkansas State game, right. which is awesome because two teams I love. I got really into Arkansas State last year when their games were on TV a lot. Have no idea what to expect, but you might be able to fill me in a little on this.
1: Yeah, you know the the cool thing about you know the Sun Belt, the MAC, these teams that play these weekday games is you know for a traveler like me, you get to go there multiple times. I mean, I've. In four years I've been Detroit, all mm-hmm. four years, and and you know, it's not necessarily the Mecca of college football, but it's just the way that things worked out. So Arkansas State. Uh, They play an exciting brand of football. Obviously now Bush Jones is a coach there. Coach Anderson moved on to Utah state Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's a Centennial bank stadium. It's a fun stadium and, you know, coastal, I think ESPN is trying to showcase them. yeah. So they're on, I think three or four, maybe even five times on weeknights on ESPN. So that. uh, that should be a great matchup.
0: Yeah. And then we kind of split directions Friday. I'm looking at temple at Cincinnati love, You know, my love for Temple, obviously. But I also love Cincinnati. I think they're a very fun team to watch. But I'm torn between that and Stanford at Arizona State. I have a buddy, Jason Baum, went to Arizona State. He hit me up and requested that I, you know, cover that game so that we could be there together. Arizona State has a special place in my heart. They have an incredible you know, SID department, athletic department. And I was not a Herm Edwards believer in the beginning, but I am now. So I do like going out to Tempe and and covering games there. So that might be the one that wins out. And then looking at Georgia at Auburn, because on Saturday, that's, Huge game, never been to yes. Auburn, want to get out there and make it. But then there's Maryland at Ohio State. I have yet to cover an Ohio State game at, Ohio, at, you know, the Horseshoe, so I'm looking at that. Or Wake Forest at Syracuse for a little bit of a curveball. I've been wanting to go out to Syracuse for a long time, never made it, and that just seems like such a, a, a classic game that people wouldn't care about but could end up being a little bit wacky. So,
1: And uh, the Carrier Dome just did some uh – renovations okay. uh, oh know, yeah i
0: heard called, that
1: yeah yeah so it's called the carrier dome but it didn't have air conditioning and right <laughs> what's the carrier <laughs> is the name of the air conditioning company so and then auburn i mean i did everything i could to try to save auburn alabama to be my game 130 yeah. this year but because of covid sec you know they are like whatever we're playing games oh, yeah. so that was a weekend that was open but yeah georgia auburn is another one of those East West matches that, you know, may not happen that often. So, uh, and then if you end up going to Temple Cincinnati, I went to a UCF Cincinnati game mm-hmm. a couple of years ago and that crowd, I
0: mean, I've heard, were, yeah,
1: they were lit, man. It was crazy. <laughs> so, uh, you'll have fun wherever you go.
0: Yeah. Would be a good one. So what do you got Saturday, Sunday that weekend? So I was going to go to that Temple, uh,
1: Uh, Cincinnati game but then a um an HBCU game at Howard University got moved versus Morgan State so Mm. uh you know again I'm going to prioritize new FCS over repeat FBS and then uh the the classic UConn at UMass (laughs) you know a couple of years ago I went to the opposite UMass at UConn and it was during a nor'easter and I have a video that I took and I I did, like, a panoramic of, you know, it was, I mean, sideways rain, and I think it was me and the bands that were there, and, like, the players (laughs) didn't even want to take the field. They are like, you know, playing, and now introducing UConn, and they were, like, hesitant to come out, and they were, like, no, you have to go out and play, you know? So uh, it would be nice to see the other side. As soon as I released a preview of my schedule on Twitter, Somebody said, "How could this be a campus tour? And you're choosing to go to UMass, UConn, and I'm like,
0: "That actually sounds like a game I would choose. Like that sounds like such an interesting game to me." So, yes,
1: exactly. It's a regional rivalry. It's just I'm not familiar with that region, so I want to go into it. So, uh, those are the games I'm going to uh, for week six.
0: We like that. That's a good weekend. Now let's let's finish out with week seven, and we'll pick up with the rest in the next episode because week seven is an interesting one. For both of us. We're going to start off on Tuesday, October 12th, both going to the App State at Louisiana game, which both teams that we've already talked about, but it just so happens it's a Tuesday. So it's perfect to fit that in the schedule.
1: Absolutely. And you know, it's funny because I I told you off air, Mm -hmm. we were swapping schedules and I looked and I saw that game and I was like, wait a minute, why do not I have that on my game? So (laughs) I went over Southwest app, I used my travel funds and and now I'm going. Uh, I went there two years ago, it was, uh, it was either a Wednesday or Thursday game. And it was 10-7 10-7 till the fourth quarter and mm-hmm. that game was a bloodbath man they were just beating each yeah. other and then the, the quarterback I think Zach I can't remember Taylor maybe mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback for App State kept running these bootlegs and they just could not figure it out he punched one in made it 17-7 that game was a war Cajun field is fun yeah. uh, and you know you're going there on the 16th so two trips there you'll, you'll have fun in both
0: I know and I may have to like look into that just to see If we, if we, uh, if we can, I don't know if we want to go twice. We'll see. I mean, obviously it's, it's high on the list, but I think you were talking about. Tuesdays
1: are a commitment. You know, when you're gone on a Tuesday, you're gone
0: the whole week. That's true. And that's why this week may be like that, because it looks like we also might meet up Thursday. You've got Navy at Memphis on your schedule. And I also have that, but I also have Georgia Southern at South Alabama only because we covered the Senior Bowl in the South Alabama Stadium this February and it was such an incredible stadium and I really wanna see what live football looks like there.
1: Yeah. Hancock Whitney, yep. uh, you know, Lad Peebles was one of the worst stadiums. <laughs> yeah. in, I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, there
1: was like a shooting there one game. And, yeah. and so uh, that place is beautiful. I mean, you know, we both have affiliations with Georgia Southern. Yes. And so uh, that's the only weekday game that Georgia Southern is involved in. Uh, you know, for me, I love old stadiums. Yes. I love Legion Field. Uh, you know, for UAB, I'm sad that they're gone, and uh, you know, the Liberty Bowl in Memphis is a classic. So yeah. I'm I'm prioritizing that, but I would not blame you to go check out South Alabama.
0: Yeah, and we'll see. And then Sat, and then Friday, we both we both also have Clemson at Syracuse on the schedule, which is an you know an interesting game. Um, that's going to be a tough travel day, though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you, this is when you get into the nitty-gritty. So, you know, Southwest doesn't fly anywhere close to Syracuse. They fly <laughs> to Rochester, they fly to Buffalo, yeah. they fly to LaGuardia. So that's when I'm not on Southwest. And Southwest is not necessarily in my good graces right now. And they know that. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, it, it, you know, we're going to take a, like a 5.30 a.m. flight in directly into Syracuse with America Airlines. But, okay. uh, you know, we talked about earlier for week six, you were considering Syracuse. Yeah. There's a Friday night game that I could squeeze and, You know, Clemson historically in the last few years has had a struggles time there. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So now you know, yep. no Trevor Lawrence, no Travis Etienne, so it, it could be you know,
0: more could be it could be an upset. You could be exactly. in the presence of an upset. So, That's a lot of orange. Just beware.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much orange.
1: orange and, and still be neutral. So yeah, there you neutral. go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I we're looking at that, but I'm intrigued by the marshal at North Texas. Because I've not been to Denton yet, I've been wanting to go out and see the Mean Green in person. I had a big story on them, um, you know, prior when they had Mason Fine. I was very intrigued. I love Seth Latrell. Um, I want to get out there. And so, and that's kind of setting up my Saturday game in Texas, too. But I also have Cal at Oregon on the schedule, which is a classic Pac-12 North matchup. And this could be the year that Cal finally upsets a bunch of people. Because Justin Wilcox is amazing and he's putting together some stuff there. Probably not, but you never know. And then we have a classic San Diego State at San Jose State matchup. So it's a really tough call and they're all geographically different. They all mean different things to different fan bases. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, We're going to have to really examine how that's going to work out. So I don't know yet. We could see you at Syracuse. We might not. But Saturday, if we did end up at the North Texas game, I was looking to see Troy at Texas State. I've got a couple buddies that are um, coaches there, Jacob Peeler um, and uh, another guy, Brian, who's one of their uh, offensive line coaches. So I've been wanting to go and see Texas State. They have a river that goes through the school. Have you been there?
1: Yeah, their, their stadium is one of like a G5 gym. Okay. I mean, that yeah. place is beautiful. Uh, you know, they they... The furthest west team in the Sun Belt, so mm-hmm. they get a little bit left out on the edges. But yeah, I mean that that stadium is incredible. So that's uh, like dude.
0: high on my list. So I, I'm liking how the Texas lines up, you know, with the Marshall in North Texas, and then hitting Texas State. So, but ASU plays at Utah same day. That's a huge Pac-12 South matchup. matchup. And then Arizona is at Colorado, and I, I have to get to Colorado every year. It is my absolute favorite game and and tradition of the running of the buffalo like you have to see it you know so. so, I can tell
1: you that I've been to two games at Colorado, and both times they said the fuel conditions are oh, no. oh. so they put a stupid saddle on the back of what's the mat chip,
0: right? The oh, Chip yep. <laughs> and he runs out in the
1: field, and people booed like oh no,
0: you know, they're, that's, they're like we do not want to see chip, okay? That's really rough. I, like I apologize, medical bills yeah.
1: if, if it comes down to it, but yeah, so I mean, I get it because you know it's a beautiful stadium and, and a cool tradition. But you give me, you gave
0: me the Texas state, I might lean that way because of what you said. You're doing something a little different, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, Maction let me down two years in a row. Yeah. So, you know, usually I dedicate the Tuesday, Wednesday games in November to Maction, and that's how I've been able to knock out a lot. Well, last year, mm-hmm. they didn't allow any fans in Maxion. Yeah. And this year, they didn't give Central Michigan uh, Central Michigan and Bowling Green I need both and their only home games are both on November 10th oh. so that means I need to choose one on a Saturday which I don't want to do and the only one that actually has a kickoff time scheduled out is Central Michigan so I don't know how I can follow that with I'm excited <laughs> to go to this game
0: Toledo so uh, it's Central uh, Michigan
1: <laughs> yes yes so um, it's right in the middle so 3.30 so I can't go to a noon game I can't go to an A game It's yeah. you know at the most con- inconvenient time but you know, Central Michigan had a, a great season last year uh, with Jim McIlwain as the coach. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, to get into the weeds a little bit with the, the Mac stuff would be is going to be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I looked at that Oregon Cal, the swing over there, too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just I haven't been to the Carrier Dome since they did renovation. So we're going to stay northeast then right. go to Michigan and, and and fly home after that.
0: I mean, you got to do what you got to do for the for the game. So I feel like. Exactly. Well, that was our week zero through week seven schedule drop. I did not anticipate that we would do an hour on this. <clears throat> so we are going to break this into two executive decision right now. We're going to break it into two um, podcast episodes. So we're going to stop here. If you guys want to hear the rest of the schedule breakdown week eight, all the way through, you know, conference champions, we will do that in the next episode of the podcast in part two. So thank you so much. For Mike for joining me um, to do this first part, and I guess you know I'll have to call you in a few days to do the next one.
1: <laughs> what happens when you get two people that like to talk a lot? You have to do a part two.
0: really
2: so,
1: you do. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, no, no problem. I mean, it's fun unveiling the schedule, yep. I and mean, you know, you can. We're both enthusiastic about it, so yes. hopefully, people who listen will pick up on that. Yeah, some them. fun
0: facts in there and some good traveling tidbits. So. That was Mike Barker, everybody, and we are gonna be back in the next episode with the rest of our schedule reveal, but stay tuned because I'm gonna close this episode out with my girl Kim Montero to come on, introduce you to the other half of the Sideline Sass dynamic duo for this season. She's a kick-ass photographer for the Yankees and pretty much everywhere else, and she's gonna come on and talk about how excited she is for our crazy schedule and working with Joey Chestnut. So stay tuned, stick around. We'll be back with more Sass in a second. Oh my gosh, you guys, that was an incredible breakdown, at least for the first half of the season with Mike. He is doing things I can't even imagine the average fan doing and it's so cool. So make sure you follow him on all of his social media and keep up with this content. Mike Barker at CFB Tour on Twitter and Instagram, almost at 130 stadiums. Across the country, he's going to finish up this season, and I'm excited because we're going to cross paths with him, so make sure you stay tuned for the second part of this episode where we detail the second half of the season and championship games. Um, We don't quite go to bowl season. That's going to be a whole separate thing, but... Uh, We got a good thing going here. So I'm going to wrap this episode up by introducing you guys to somebody who is very near and dear to my heart and who I am excitedly partnering up with for this season to bring you guys the best college football content. We have so many ideas. And we're excited to share it. But for the first time on the podcast and in this partnership, I want you guys to meet Kim Ontoro. She's a sports photographer. We met when she was at Clemson, and we have been friends ever since, traveled all across the country together. Welcome to the podcast, Kim.
2: Oh, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited, and I can't believe that it's taken us this long to actually record together. <laughs> Seriously, I hope I'm good enough. This is my first podcast. Oh, and this is the first one ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Well, we have a history here on Sideline Sass for being people's first, so <laughs> we're, ex- we're very experienced with this. It's going to be super painless. Um, we were supposed to record at the Senior Bowl, weren't we? And then we just... Didn't quite we were a little
2: too caught up in, <laughs> in all the
0: excitement. Senior Bowl was a whirlwind trip. That was a, that was a great experience, but a lot of stuff going on. Um all right, well why don't we start by by introducing fans and letting them know how you got into sports photography? Um, was it at Clemson? Were you interested before that or did you find your way through that program there?
2: You know, when I was at Clemson, I did not want to be a photographer at all. It was not even on my radar. Yeah, seriously, six years later, right? Um, So when I started at Clemson, I knew I wanted to be in sports. And the school newspaper freshman year had an opening for sports photographer, and it really was not that popular. It's become a lot more popular recently in the past couple of years. But it was not that popular, so I kind of just walked right onto the newspaper. Within a year, became like the senior photographer and the photo editor. Wow! Um, so I moved really fast. I was all of a sudden in control of every credential and who got it. Oh my! Goodness. And so you know, of course, I got them right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was like a lot of fun, and I really planned on doing it for a year, and then out right and six years later you there know i'm still still grinding and this is i couldn't see my life any other way than sports photography i know
0: and you got i mean to be fair you got one of the best runs of a football team while, when you were there at clemson there were so many great games that you got to see and, and players you got to photograph do you have one memory or game that stands out above all of them that you're just going to remember forever as one of your best experiences
2: I have two, I'd say. Oh, okay. Um, one was my first national championship on the field, still a youngin', like, <laughs> you know, not not really kind of figuring it out as I go, because I never had, like, formal classes for right. photography. I re- everything I know, I've taught myself just wow. by trial and error throughout the years. Um, so I was still, like, very fresh in the in the industry, mm-hmm. and I find myself on the field of a national championship <laughs> that we won. Yeah, You know, me being a Clemson student at that time. I'm freaking out. I'm on the field. I'm running. Like, who else gets to say they rushed the field of the national championship?
0: And that was the Alabama game. That's where you're going to. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the season that Kim and I met. We linked up at the Cotton Bowl. And, like, I just happened to be on this Clemson. I was just riding the wave following them through. And then, you know, you guys got to come to my stomping grounds in the Bay Area. We had so much fun. And that was kind of the beginning of the Joey Chestnut partnership actually was that national championship. And you were there for it all. And now look at us four, three, four years later, we're partnering back up with him. And this is kind of funny how it comes full circle.
2: Oh, I love it. I love (laughs) how small this industry is, even though it seems so big. And especially, you know, you're a kid, you have no idea what you're doing. And now like I'm growing up with the people I'm working with, you know, over these past six years, like I've grown closer to everyone in this industry and seeing everyone else grow as well.
0: It's crazy. It is. And it's fun that we've made this kind of great little circle of women um, that are able to support each other and, and watch each other succeed and cheer each other's successes. Like when you, this season, you know, were able to work as the, you know, one of the photographers for the Yankees and you got hired, it was such a big moment for me and for all of us that are, are friends with you and been watching the journey, did you feel like that, that support lifted you up when you got that new job?
2: Oh, absolutely. And it's so funny because I will never, I will never forget this. I was in a media room. This was probably sophomore or junior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, still new, but like, you know, if you know me, I'm very confident with where I go. And <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm very, very <laughs> I'm friendly. Very yes. Person. <laughs> Um, but I was in this media room, and a lot of people that I work with are, like, 50-, 60-year-old dads, <laughs> Yeah, I'd say. You know, in this industry, a lot of the photographers been here for decades, you know. A little bit they,
0: jaded, a little bit grumpy, but yeah.
2: <laughs> right. You're right, just a little. Yeah. Um, but they, they looked at me, and they were like, oh, I was, I've been working since you were born, like, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. I was like, you know, I've been doing this for two years now, and I'm sitting in the same exact media chair that you are. yeah.
0: Yeah, So, you know what I mean? I, yes. haven't even, I haven't
2: even been alive for as many years as you've been trying to work for this spot, and I'm in the same spot. <laughs> and I will never, ever forget that moment because a lot of people, a lot of women that I've met in this industry um, shy away when those men try to, yep. you know, intimidate them mm-hmm. and, you know, try to just be like, oh, I've been here for years.
0: But I was like, oh, you're not going to do that to me. You're the wrong person. And see, you have to have kind of that swagger and that confidence going into these rooms because otherwise they will eat you alive and they will do that. So that is a good piece of advice for young women that are trying to make it is just be confident in what you do and don't second guess yourself and stand tall, you know, because you earned that spot and you deserve to be there just as much as someone, you know, who may be doing it longer, but there's also something to be said for learning from those who have been doing it a long time. And I'm sure you've had mentors, you know, along the way that have given you good advice.
2: Oh, absolutely. I always refer back to um, Carl Ackerman, who was Clemson's main photographer Mm -hmm. at the time when I was going through school I learned so much from him. He was somebody that was always supporting me. He actually sold me one of my first real telephoto lenses, oh, wow. like the one that I actually use to this day at all of our events. Yeah, he That's sold awesome. that to me. He, he had that much confidence in me that he really wanted to see me succeed which was amazing to have like that support system.
0: Yeah, we're thankful for those men in our life that are supportive, like thank, thank goodness for them. But now that you're here and you're wrapping up this, well, coming close to wrapping up this first season with the Yankees, what was it like to transition? I mean, you've done so many different sports from college football, you've shot a lot of different things. You worked in the NFL a little bit and now you're doing baseball. What is the biggest difference you've seen from a photographer's point of view um, in this sport varying from other sports?
2: I think it's crazy how complicated some sports are to shoot than others. <laughs> and let me, explain, let me explain what I mean by that. Yeah. So baseball, you get so many chances to get that at-bat yes. ball hitting the bat. Mm-hmm. You get so many chances. Like, of course, you know, sliding into third and whatnot, like mm-hmm. those don't come as often. But you have so many chances to get a good at-bat, yeah. uh, like a good home run. There's a lot of things that happen in that game. Then you look at soccer, Soccer is so fast paced. Yes. The ball is getting shot from halfway down the field. You yeah. know, you miss it and it's over. Yeah, So it's so great. And the game is so short compared to the other games. Same with football. You kind of have half the field to determine, you know, where a good shot is going to be because you yeah. see them coming and they only make, you know, under 10 yards per drive. Right. So yeah. you have so much time to position yourself. Soccer, they're shooting from like all the way left back corner, and they make it. And you're like, I didn't even know you had the ball. I didn't even you know, think so about it. Like, yeah, it's huh. it's great. You know, yeah, it gets it like my first time back in soccer every season. I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be a questionable game, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get used to it as
0: it goes. Who do you find athlete wise? You know, some of the best content. Obviously, the game shots are those moneymaker shots, but when you get the personalities that come out in the dugouts and on the sidelines and in the warm-ups, who do you find out of all the athletes and all the sports you've covered to be the most fun to work with that gives you, like, the funniest content?
2: I actually love the handful of NFL players I've been working with in the offseason
0: because
2: I've gotten to know them so well at this point. We've been working – so since the uh, pandemic hit, Mm -hmm. we've been working since February – on all of this off-season content. Yeah. And now that I know them, know them, I know exactly what they're going to do. You know, I know when they're going to be singing and dancing in the middle of their workouts, or I know when it's going to be serious. And I know, you know, when to get the sweat dripping down their face versus them singing and dancing and, you know, dabbing up their friends. (laughs) So uh, that's really fun. I always look for every baseball game. I look for one of the players that is going to do something right after the national anthem. Really? I, yeah, because okay. there's always one or two, and you can tell they're t- they they look a little bit more serious during the national anthem than the others. Uh-huh. And that means that means they're going to do either like a cross over their body, or they're going to look up. They're going to put
0: okay. their hat up in the
2: air. They're going to put a number one up in the air, and that's content that like you kind of have to you have to scope out your person right. like within seconds because right. they're, you know I mean? They're going to do it. So, uh, so that's something unique. I always look for like that person. That's just going to do the little extra things like that. Wow. So a lot of players, they'll sign the field right at their base that they're playing uh-huh. and they'll sign like their daughter's name, their wife's name. Something. Wow. So I look for that kind of stuff too. Yeah. It's those little things that you wouldn't normally see. But I'm looking for, like, the little extra stuff that they're doing.
0: That's incredible. I had no – I worked in baseball, and I I had not even thought of that. So that's, like, some – that's a good little tidbit. I love that. Um, All right. Well, we are just going to wrap up really quick by talking about this upcoming trip or not trip, season, um, filled with many trips. So, you know, we were, I revealed half the schedule on the podcast, this, that we're on right now with Mike. And I know you probably don't have our, our schedule right in front of you, but if there was one off the top of your head from the first, you know, you and I went through painstakingly and picked some of these games together, trying to figure out what would be good. Um, is there one that sticks out in your mind that we looked at, um, that you're excited for or you just excited for it as a whole?
2: I think as far as college football goes, I'm mm-hmm. very excited for our first game with Rutgers. Yeah. Because that is going to be our first <laughs> yeah. college eating challenge. Yes. And I'm actually, I'm, I've been so excited to get this started, you know? Yeah. So I'm like ready to get there. I'm ready to bring the food and the excitement. And I, I you know, that, that ball rolling, that's just going to give us so much momentum yeah. through the whole rest of the season. We're going to be riding off the, the wave of you know all the energy that these first kids give us at Rutgers. So I know, I'm that's true.
0: Little that. do these Rutgers kids know or <laughs> anyone at Rutgers, but we we will be working on that in the coming weeks of getting together with them and and working on this all-star eating team. This will be the first player on the team. So it's we wanna make sure it's a good one. We wanna make sure it's somebody who is worthy of the Joey Chestnut. You know, moniker on their back um, or front, I guess, if we're going to make some jerseys, which we probably will. Who knows? <laughs> will. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a good one. And it's kind of in your backyard, which is great um, for you since you're still juggling Yankees games as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to really enjoy the Tulane-Oklahoma game. Um, Tulane is such a fun place New Orleans is incredible And having a big team like Oklahoma come in And play them at their stadium Like not even at the Saints Which is where a lot of people thought they would move it You know to Mercedes-Benz Stadium But they're actually going to play it at Yulman on campus So um, that one's going to be fun And I'm excited to show you the Stanford-USC rivalry A little West Coast football Because people don't really understand That there is good football in the Pac-12 So I'm excited for you to see that <laughs>
2: I'm very excited to check out. I've been trying to go to Tulane for a while now. Yes.
0: So. We got to get there and see. Ride the wave. Um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Kim, and, and getting to know everybody because they're going to be hearing a lot of your voice. So Great.
2: Thanks yeah. for having me of and course. doing my first podcast.
0: Yes. And something we do at the very end of the podcast, which you will get used to, is we tell everybody what they have to stay. And if you could take a guess, like, you know, given the name of the podcast, what do you think that we tell people to stay Sassy. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. You were like one of the first people that actually put that together. And because I ask a lot of people this, and I'm like, yeah, stay. And they're like, I don't know. Stay like hungry, stay like happy. I don't know. But no, it is works, stay sassy. Though. So we tell everybody stay sassy, and we will see you on the next one.